Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there, I'm glad you're back with me on part two of this, this podcast on really how the kingdom works. Listen, it's one of the big, big questions that I get all the time from people. So if you've not listened to the first part of this, I'd encourage you to go back and do that just for context. But we're talking about this idea that the kingdom of God lives and moves and has its being where? Inside of you. That's what Jesus said in Luke 17, 21. All right. And the kingdom is is a mystery, right? It's the all-encompassing nature and power, the rule and reign of God living and moving inside of you, all right? And so realize that it's not a matter in your life of begging God to do things on your behalf, but rather aligning with the nature of God that already lives inside of you. See, when you beg God to do things for you, you're actually trying to create like if you think in terms of like a a surfboard and and like a a big tidal wave, you know, when you beg God and when you're like, Oh God, I need this and I need that. And you know, it just, you're, you know, trying to tear the the walls off of heaven, trying to get God to do something. What you're doing is actually trying to create the wave. All right. When we're not, we're not created to create the wave. (laughs) We're created to ride the wave. God's the one that creates the wave. This is his story. And so our role in his story is to agree with him in line with what he shows us in, you know, as it aligns with our divine design, the design that he's given us. So for us, that's as an artist for others that may be as a business person or as somebody in family or ministry or government or education or whatever it is, we're called to align with the nature of heaven as God reveals it to us through prophetic revelation. That's what that word means when it says without vision, the people perish or the people cast off restraint. The Bible says, all right. So when you have prophetic revelation, that is when you understand clearly what it is God's called you to, you can come into alignment with that and it becomes the very uh, standard, if you will, by which you govern and live and rule your life. And we also talked about just again, just by way of introduction, this idea that if you don't like the life that you're living now, and that is you don't like the fruit of what you're experiencing in your life. The reason is not because God's mad at you or because you, you know, whatever. The reason is the law of the kingdom. One of the laws of the kingdom that I talked about was sowing and reaping. The Bible says, whatever you sow, so shall you reap. So listen, as you repent and come out of agreement with sowing things that are not the kingdom, sowing things that are out of your own way of doing things, sowing, you know, negative ways of living, and you begin to to sow the kingdom, and sow the word of God and come into alignment with that, guess what? You'll start reaping the kingdom, all right? So in, in this podcast, I want, to, I want to go through, you know, several scriptures here. And again, this is not all-encompassing, but I think it starts to give you an idea of the nature of the kingdom and what you can begin to expect about how it manifests and also how it works in your life, all right? This is actually based on a message that I gave at Gathering of Artisans, our, our yearly um, conference uh, a few weeks ago. And it's just, it really began to set people free. And it, this, these are the scriptures that really set me free when I began to understand uh, the nature of the kingdom. And so I, I hope they're going to do the same for you today. All right. So if you want to write them down, definitely write them down. Uh, we'll put them in the show notes as well so you can have them 
uh, right there for you. But one of the one of the interesting things about the kingdom, I think, first, and in, in, uh, is this idea in Romans 14, 14, 17, that the kingdom is not just for us. That is, the benefits of walking in the kingdom, which are many and which are full and which are from God and it's his good pleasure to give it to us. They're not just for us, but they're for righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is, we're supposed to be a conduit for the nature of God in the earth. We're ambassadors. That is, we work and walk and live on his behalf. The things that we do, the the way that the kingdom manifests from our life, does it benefit us? Absolutely. All right? With health and joy and peace and wealth and, and goodness and influence and all the beautiful things that come as rights and privileges as sons and daughters. But they're not for us. All right. That is, they're not only for us. They're, we get to experience that as a part of being a conduit of releasing that into the earth so that others can come into the fullness of the nature of, of God in their life. All right. That, that's huge. Now, even if you look at Luke 15, this idea of, of the prodigal son, I love this because the, you know, Jesus is so clear when he's, when he's teaching this. You've not just, you know, been brought into the kingdom just to get out of, you know, like a get out of hell free card, like you're playing spiritual monopoly. No, you, although you and I went our own way, just like the prodigal son, although you and I did not realize and appreciate the goodness of our father, and in the middle of our yuckness, <laughs> you know, in the middle of that, came to our senses by the drawing of the Holy Spirit and began to come back to the Father. And it, the Bible says, even while we were a long way off, the Father began to run toward the Son in that prodigal son story. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, that is so powerful. And listen, we've been restored to the kingdom with all rights and privileges. Listen, it's like you never left. See, that's offensive to the religious mind because the religious mind and the, and the mind that only wants to talk about the gospel of salvation wants to continue to rehearse your sin, your old, the old nature, the, the, the way that you used to be, the things that you used to do. You know, it's kind of like that old song, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, listen, you were a sinner saved by grace, but you're not anymore. Now you're a son. <laughs> and so you've got to decide, are you going to allow your mind and your heart to meditate on, quote unquote, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? Or are you going to allow your heart and mind to meditate and manifest the, the fact that you're a son, that you're a daughter that's been restored into the kingdom as an ambassador, as a son with all the rights and privileges that the Father has bestowed upon us. Listen, that will change your life. All right? Now, look at Exodus 31. I love this, all right? When you when you look at the, the, the nature of Bezalel and story of, of this artist who was the first person in God's Word to be what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. It's the first time we see it in God's Word is in Exodus 31. The first person was an artist, all right? And you see this artist that was was called out by the leader that God had you know placed in his life with a what? With a purpose and design to be an ambassador of the nature of God in his generation. 
And his assignment at that point was to do what? To gather the artists and to build the tabernacle. All right? And the beautiful thing is, I love, I love this story because not only was he filled and skilled, you know, he had everything that he needed. All right? Just like in, like Second Peter says, everything you need for life and godliness, right? Bezalel had everything that he needed, the people, the resources, the relationships, the, you know, the time, the focus, the skill. He had everything that he needed because what? That's how God sets it up. <laughs> and if you look at Exodus 36, toward the end of the story, I love it because most people never read to this part of it. But when you look at Exodus 36, you see Bezalel having worked now, how long? We don't know exactly, but all the artists are coming to him and saying, Bezalel, would you please go to Moses and tell him to, to, to get the people to stop bringing all this gold and silver and materials and money for this project? It's too much. See, <laughs> What if, what if in your in your latest art project or in your in the biggest dream of your life you had to you got a call from the bank one day and they said uh, Mr. Tommy uh, we really appreciate all these deposits that you're making but you've actually exceeded our ability to hold your money you're probably gonna either need to stop depositing or maybe get another bank to put all your money in I mean hello <laughs> that's that's what we're talking about here. See, when the nature of God comes into your life, there's always more than enough for the assignment. That's probably, if I'm if I'm guessing, if I was sitting there with you right now, we were talking, I bet that's different from what you're experiencing right now and what you've experienced in the past. Well, that doesn't mean it's wrong, my friend. It just means it's a part of the kingdom that you've not yet experienced. And so are you going to align with that belief and confess that belief and allow that part of the nature of the kingdom to inform your perspective and inform and reform the nature of how you think and believe and feel in your life? Or are you just going to keep doing things like you've always done them? See, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. And if you do what everybody else does, you're going to get what everybody else gets. And I don't know about you, but I want the nature of the kingdom and the fullness of the kingdom in my life. I, You know, as I'm speaking this to you today, I feel like Paul that says, listen, I'm sharing this with you, having not attained the fullness of this. <laughs> and yet I press on. None of us, listen, none of us, friend, are, are walking in the fullness of this. And we never will until we're with Jesus. But this is the thrust of our life. This is the thing that God's called us to, is to pursue the kingdom and to see it manifested in our life. What did Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All these things will be added under you, unto you. Listen, are you wondering why all these things will be added unto you is not happening to you right now? Are you wondering why you're struggling with money? You're struggling with that job that you hate going to? You're struggling with relationships? Are, are you wondering? Then it's just a time to pull back and to say, Lord, teach me how the kingdom works. Show me, Lord, in my life where I'm trying to do it myself as opposed to aligning with the nature of the kingdom that you've designed for me, that you've already placed in my life. That, listen, it's huge. Because what in John 15, Jesus says what? I'm the vine and you're the branches. Apart from me, 
you can do nothing. But with him, we're going to do what? Produce much fruit and fruit that remains. See, everything in the kingdom is not based on how hard you work, how hard you hustle it, how bad you want it, you know, how much you need it. It's not based on that. It's based on intimacy with Jesus and listening to his voice, all right, and coming into alignment with what he shows you. And as you agree with what he shows you, all the resources of heaven, all the thrust of heaven comes behind you to see that happen. Why? Because it's not about you. <laughs> and it's not about me. It's about his kingdom being released. See, that's one of the interesting things about seeing the kingdom happen in your life. When you start to see it show up, and when other people start to see it show up, a lot of people call it favor or a lot of people call it blessing because it's so, um, you know, out of the ordinary. Like all of a sudden God got in a good mood or something. But listen, the kingdom is always on. <laughs> the kingdom's always working. God's always ready to pour out his spirit upon those who are ready to align with him. All right. And so as you do that, instead of thinking of it as favor or blessing or some kind of supernatural, oh, I can't believe this happened. No, just realize you're starting to see the kingdom manifest based on the laws that God set up. This is just the kingdom working normally. All right. And then you've got these crazy promises that Jesus talks about, you know, like in, for example, Matthew 16, 19, where, where Jesus says, we have the power to bind and loose whatever he's, he uses these words like whatever, like, like ask me anything, like be completely crazy in your faith in regards to what I've shown you in the spirit. All right. Because again, he says, whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is going to be loose in heaven. That is, you don't have to struggle and try to figure out, you know, what's going on in your life. You can bind up the things that the enemy throws at you and you can loose the nature of God in your situation. That is huge. What about in Matthew 18, where he says in Matthew 18, 19, we can ask whatever we want in Jesus name and it will be done. That is, I mean, think about that. Think about how faith is even, I bet right now, just starting to rise. You mean anything? I mean, I could ask for anything? Yes. Obviously, based out of intimacy with the Lord, based on the things that God's shown you, based on that intimate relationship of listening to him and knowing his heart for your life, you can ask anything and it'll be done. And even think about, you know, Mark eleven twenty four. therefore, when you pray, believe that you have received it and you'll have it. That's like in the past tense. Like when you pray, don't beg God for, oh God, I need this or I need that or you know how I got to have blah, 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 blah. No, pray as if you already have it in your hand. Father, thank you for this thing that I need. You know, whatever it is. Like say, for example, I'm looking at my iPhone right now. Father, thank you for this iPhone. God, thank you that it's the exact color that I needed. It's got all the, the functionality that I need. Father, thank you even for the money to pay the bill every month. God, I thank you that you've given me everything that I need. And Lord, I just receive it now by faith. I thank you for it. See how that's different than, oh God, I don't know why you've called me to this and yet I don't have anything that I need. Lord, would you please have mercy on me? See, see the difference? <laughs> One... One, you're trying to beg God and guilt him into doing something for you. The other, you're coming into alignment with what he's shown you. And all of a sudden, that's going to start manifesting in your life. 
All right, that's how the kingdom works. All right, I love this. I love this. All right, um, gosh, I mean, let's just maybe let this be the last one. John fourteen twelve. Jesus said, he's going, you know, ahead of us, but he's leaving the Holy Spirit to be our guide, to be our comforter, to be our strength, to be the power inside of us. And he said, you're going to do greater works than I did. Are you doing greater works right now than Jesus did in your life? Am I? Listen, it's not because Jesus didn't say that it was possible. It's because we've chosen so far not to align ourselves with that reality in our life. See, here's the here's the truth. If you and I, if you, and right now, wherever you are, you can do this. If you want to start seeing the kingdom manifest in your life, you cannot beg your way to see it happen. You cannot you cannot see that fruit happen in your life based on fleshly desires and fleshly results and just the power of your will. You have to make a conscious decision to begin to align with the kingdom of your father, not of the kingdom of your experience, of your emotions, of your opinions or the opinions of others or or whatever. You've got to make a choice every day, moment by moment, to start aligning with the nature of the kingdom inside of you. And listen, once you do, once you do, you're going to start seeing the power of that kingdom flow in your life. Listen, this is what we, the whole first phase of my, my, you know, Creative to Thrive Artist Mentoring Program is all about this. Because why? I can teach people marketing stuff. I can teach you how to build a business. I can teach you how to sell art. I can teach you how to do all kinds of stuff. But none of it matters, <laughs> hello, if your mind's all jacked up. If your mind is still in an unrenewed place where you don't understand how the kingdom works. And so listen, unless you understand how the kingdom works, everything else that you're doing is just wooden hay and stubble. But when you do understand how the kingdom works, all of a sudden, real, lasting, hardcore fruit, incredible fruit, start showing up in your life. And listen, I just believe right now, this is what God has for you. And so I just want to invite you, again, just wherever you are. And if you're driving, don't be doing this. You know, come back to this later. But if you're if you're where you can listen to it, just just close your eyes. Just get in a posture with the Lord. And just ask him, say, Father, would you show me areas in my life where I'm not aligned with the truth of your kingdom, where I'm not aligned with the fullness of what you want to release through me? Are there areas in my life that I'm still trying to do it myself? Are there areas of my life, areas of my thinking where I'm still locked up in an old way of thinking, an old way of doing life? And Lord, would you just begin to reveal truth to me? And just like in the last podcast, just take some time, journal those down. And then as you get them down, then begin to ask the Lord, what, what's the truth about each one of these? What do you say about these? Lord, would you show me a scripture to combat this fear, this negative way of thinking, and then allow those to become the basis of the new way that you're thinking and the way that you're aligning with the kingdom on a daily basis. My friend, I love you so much. God loves you. His great desire is to see his kingdom manifested in and through your life so that you experience the abundant life, so that you thrive as the artist that God's called you to be, and so that his nature and glory cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. All right? Hey, I look forward to seeing you next time. And, and uh, well, not really seeing you, but, you know, being with you next time on the podcast. Share it with a friend. Be sure to subscribe and also check us out 
on Facebook. If you've not done that yet, we've got now over 8,000 artists in our group called the Thriving Christian Artists. It's a free Facebook group. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Share your artwork, share the journey, just connect with other artists that are serious about seeing the kingdom show up in their life as well. All right, I'll see you somewhere, hopefully right here on the podcast. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.